and uh, welcome mayur uh, to this uh, episode of dental talks thank you thank you rajiv so we are very excited to know mayur you've been all over the media recently with covid and the vaccination challenges the country is facing with regards to the last mile challenges that you face in terms of vaccine storage uh, so before we get into this mayur we would like to really know you are sitting in a pretty town of manipal which is really a student city a campus city i have also had the opportunity to visit it how does it feel working in a place like manipal does it really help you be more creative uh it has its own challenges uh, maripal is a very nice place it's close to the coast uh, it's right next to the western ghats as well so uh, from a personal life standpoint it's very nice it's very calm with air is clean the water is clean the people are quite nice uh with work i think uh, specifically in production it comes with a lot of challenges i mean we are completely out of the uh, healthcare and manufacturing ecosystem out there so it it causes a lot of uh bottlenecks for uh, in terms of supply chain and kind of staying in touch with uh, our primary customers i mean we are in b2g so uh, to stay we, we either have to stay close to bangalore with the government of karnataka or we need to be in new delhi so that that's something tricky that we're uh, juggling between uh, in manipal so hopefully the wfh which all of us use work from home or you know wherever we work from has that worked to your advantage post covid given oh, yeah. we're still in a very manufacturing oriented uh, setup yeah so definitely that's really helped because if you were manufacturing in bangalore uh, i think you would be hit with more repeated lockdowns manipal and udupi is quite okay that way so we've completely been operational i mean throughout the pandemic even with the first lockdown i think uh, i was home for exactly 3 days so the fourth day i oh. showed up dc office uh, claiming we are working on covid-19 mitigation so please allow us to operate so i spent about 10 15 days at the district administration office and then we got, got uh, you know on our feet again so uh, this i mean work from home has not really uh i mean it's 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 definitely helped us with staying in touch with everybody else in the country but internally in manipal i think uh, it's 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 been it's it's been kind of uh, good that we're in manipal fair enough and any particular reason uh, my you and your company still decides to operate out of manipal or you think at some point we'll have to move out uh, so we do have branch offices now we are, we've got a small operating space in bangalore we are looking at a service center in noida and guwahati as well uh kind of exploring forward offices but manipal is where we are based out of uh, we uh, all of us co-founders are also from this region uh, and we really okay. like this we grew up here we did our engineering and we uh, we started out our r&d in here but more importantly uh, our i mean our focus and vision right from the beginning uh, has been to kind of uh, improve and aid the local ecosystem here we've got i mean just to Uh, give you a context we've got over 15 to 20 engineering colleges in this region but there is not a whole lot of employment opportunities uh, after That's engineering true. everybody just swarms to bangalore uh, i mean if right. you google udupi district right now you can see that agriculture and fisheries are pretty much the only thing that drive or uh, contribute to the economy so we wanted to uh, we wanted to work on product development so that at some point we could get into manufacturing and uh create a uh, technology oriented ecosystem in here so i think uh, as, even as we move outside uh, our biggest presence is probably going to be here uh, even in the bigger picture 
fair enough and since you happened to mention udupi i remember when i was in manipal and uh, udupi is famous for all the south indian food but i remember distinctly at that point of time there were no udupi restaurants back in uh, you know udupi uh, so yes i understand what you're saying people move out and you know there are not much opportunities back there uh but you believe it could be a blessing in disguise because you can uh, really leverage the student population and uh, and you know getting talent and also uh, the locational advantage that you have uh yeah absolutely we have some of the sharpest uh, engineers and doctors coming out of uh, not just the country but the you know uh, entire region uh, i mean i mean udupi district is usually one of the top first or second Uh, in terms of even tenth and twelfth standard marks in the state, so uh, mm-hmm. it just that after your education is done, employment opportunities is where we kind of have a problem with, and uh, I think that can be fixed. I mean, uh, it it it's challenging, it's it's tough, but I think uh, I, I I think we're halfway there. Perfect. And uh, Mayur, uh, coming to your innovation, which has been in the news, and you know, has got to do with a very critical area of vaccine delivery. um so uh, can you just uh, share with our uh, you know viewers uh, uh, why is it that you got into this space and uh, did it coincide with covid uh, and you know that's where it got a big boost can you just tell us the back story yeah sure so uh, our patented technology that we've developed is called embolio which is a portable battery powered uh, refrigeration system so this is kind of like a backpack that you can carry uh, for transporting all thermally sensitive biologicals like blood culture serum sputum anything that requires strict cold chain but our main focus mm-hmm. was vaccines as in routine vaccines like polio bcg mmr uh, and we started our r&d back in 2016 uh, 2017 is when we formally got into it uh, so over four and a half years we spent on the design and development specifically for routine vaccines uh, and 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 last mile challenges have always been around i mean it's it's a very uh, well addressed problem by who uh, and with covid 19 i mean the focus just came all of a sudden on vaccines right i mean uh, for three and a half four years we were kind of beating our head against the wall saying vaccines kharab ho raha hai vaccines kharab ho raha hai nobody was listening <laughs> yeah but nobody was listening uh, and just with covid 19 now everybody from the postman to watchman to engineer to police everybody just yeah. talks about right so the attention has gone there and i think that's that's very important i'm hoping uh, this will help even with maternal and child health moving ahead so uh, sure. so our, i mean we we were just in the right place at the right time so i, I we, we didn't foresee epidemic destroyed sure. uh, you know bill gates and a lot of people talking about it for a couple of that's years that's true that's But, right yeah fair enough as i said right time right this absolutely uh, so um, uh, just to also understand um, uh, this would have been a big challenge uh, working with the government or was it uh, much smoother uh, you know than we think because when we talk about government you know there always lot of rectitudism and challenges we foresee so how is it been working with government of india and the local governments here uh i think there's two sides to this i mean from the beginning we've kind of been i mean we're in public health so that's uh, something that's not very investor friendly to begin with uh, that's always that's right. uh, i mean everybody knows uh, doing business with the government is very tricky especially in india but from the start we've been funded by government of india itself through multiple programs or multiple agencies like bairak uh, niti ayog uh, and a couple of other uh, dbt supported incubators as well 
so so the problem was quite well uh, addressed and it was understood by the uh, by the right people the scientific community and the doctors the challenge is in the ground level so adoption is something that we are still facing problems with because uh, we're trying to replace a conventional system like an ice box which has been around for over 100 years now so the problem is with uh, healthcare workers and nms who've been used to a system for so long now that there uh, there is a bit of technological inertia so that's something that we're oh. trying to get right now where uh, you know i mean ice boxes chal raha hai uh, vaccine funda hai so why do we need to like move into something that is uh, that looks a little fancy but it's also probably going to be sensitive uh, is it okay if it's an electronic system do i i mean is it going to break down if i if i you know uh, drop it and things like that right so a lot of concerns that way come in so uh, i mean i think that's that's also up to us i mean to i mean every every place that we're live in seven states of india right now and every time we do okay. class volume we do a training and commissioning as we conduct a complete orientation and a seminar on the problems with poor cold chain in the last mile what happens when you use ice boxes the problems with not able, not being able to monitor the temperature or to regulate the temperature in the last mile so so these are something so uh, we're still facing problems on but i think uh, in the long run it should be fine i mean uh, it's it this is this is expected in uh, any any new te- with any new technology right fair enough so uh, the thing is can you share with our viewers example or anecdote of you know um, how the adaption has been really uh, very solid and you know some story that you would like to share because you also work in a lot of remote areas uh and because of covid i'm sure there's as you said there's a lot of focus on this so anything which is which would be interesting for us to know yeah certainly so uh so one of our early deployments this past year in 2021 was in a place called kamjong in uh, northeast india in the state of manipur uh, okay and this local primary health center in there they were immunizing the frontline health healthcare workers so the vaccine deployment had just started then uh right. they had about 25 to 30 vials of covishield that they were administering to the frontline healthcare workers and the paramilitary forces that were stationed there the assam rifles were stationed in that region so we were mm-hmm. in uh, that particular district that that morning and uh, and we had just given a demo of our device and started commissioning our product in the same phc Uh, so we use these uh, wireless temperature sensors about the size of a uh, credit card that you can put in the ice box or any system and it uh, kind of monitors the temperature so you can just plug it back into a pc later on and see what the temperature was so we put this logger in an ice box where and this was a unicef certified ice box uh, and and we put the same temperature logger in our system as well while the vaccines were being carried and we saw okay. that Uh, at the end of the day after the vaccines were administered we saw from the ice box the temperatures were completely subjected to about minus 7 minus 8 degrees and uh, to just to get into a little bit of detail on this both covishield and covaxin are freeze sensitive so that means that not only do they need to be maintained between 2 and 8 degrees celsius you cannot freeze them at any given point of time okay freeze, they will lose potency so this means okay. that very high chance that the entire day, entire batch of vaccines that were administered had lost the potency and we are not even able to tell this because uh, oh, i mean this, okay. this is quite terrible right where somebody comes you get both shots of your vaccine and you're you get complacent you're like okay ha huh, i'm vaccinated i'm okay i'm not True. going to wear a mask but, but in reality you've not been 
given the right immunogenicity that the vaccine was supposed to give you so right so this has been our uh, validation story where we are able to show that our system is able to strictly maintain a 5 degree celsius platform and ensure that from the point that the vaccine is picked up till it is administered it is maintained in appropriate conditions so that's 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 kind of uh, been our striking point even with the government of india for other states right now because uh, with ice boxes you usually believe that in a country like india with severely hot temperatures you believe that ice packs would melt uh, temperatures would go about 8 degrees and that's something that is quite well addressed problem is freezing and that's something that is unaddressed and uh, you know kind of been overlooked that's at the limelight right now with covid-19 vaccines okay so you think this phenomena could have repeated in a lot of other places in india or even elsewhere in the world where they may oh. not been able to monitor freezing and it could potentially lose some kind of efficacy personally i definitely believe so uh, i mean just to i mean th- there is no way to monitor this like i said there is uh, there are these vaccine vial monitors which detect if the temperatures go above 8 degrees but if it go below 2 degrees Uh, you are supposed to conduct what is known as a freeze uh, uh, sorry shake test before you administer the vaccines and that's not sure. something that is routinely done so there is almost no way of knowing if you been uh, if you gotten a vaccine that has lost the potency i mean to give you this is not just about rural or remote areas uh, even the vaccine mm-hmm. that i got in manipal so i mm-hmm. used a uh, temperature sensor the you know the ones you use for checking your body temperature right it's got the right IR. that's right uh, yeah so you shoot it at an ice pack which is coming in contact with the vaccines it will always show you minus 3 minus 4 degree celsius so the okay which it has lost the potency it's there's almost no way of estimating but uh, a couple of years ago a team of researchers from icmr did an analysis of india's cold chain actually in fact uh, in 2016 for routine vaccines and they found that in over 10 states of india over 65% of all vaccines were subjected to suboptimal temperatures at some point or the other so this okay. is absolutely terrible and uh, this is the problem that we are hoping we can get ahead of got that so also just curious to understand you said if they go uh, you know beyond uh, below 2 degrees um, and if they could go as low as minus 8 degree um, you know what was the freezing temperature and would they not know that Uh, uh by physically looking at the vaccine while so no so that's the thing just by looking at the vaccines you can't tell if they lost the potency and the reason it's going to minus 7 minus 8 degrees is because if you're using ice packs right ice in itself means frozen so there is no right. way to regulate the temperature as such there is a proper protocol laid out by who uh, which is a estimation based on the ambient temperature say you have an ice box and it's able to maintain a 4 or 5 degrees at an ambient temperature of about 25 30 degrees so what happens okay. if the ambient temperature and india is so diverse you have 43 right. 44 degrees in jaipur sure. and you have right. about 15 degrees in the northeast around the same time so true uh, no way for one technology to provide two different temperature in different places when it's not regulated right so that's not that yeah that's the problem with a passively cooled system sure sure understood that got it and what about uh, global opportunities for black frog and you know uh, other markets can you also share that with us yeah certainly so we've just started our export to the middle east right now uh, we are working uh, with a few private agencies for transport of uh, specimens and samples like other biologicals 
uh, so just to uh, just to go a little deep into that last year i mean sorry not last year 2020 2020 feels like it's last year yeah. now Sure. <laughs> uh, so uh, in the beginning at the onset of the pandemic the director of aims had come out and said that there is a lot of false negative cases arising due to improper sample uh, sample handling as in the nasal and swabs that you uh, take for testing right so even that's right that, yeah that, that's got viral content and those need to be strictly maintained between 2 and 8 degrees so if you don't maintain it at that specific temperature range then there is a chance at the uh there is thermal degradation of the samples so it could show a false negative case and that's another nightmare scenario where a person who's actually positive comes for testing and you tell him no no you're actually negative go back home right and he's going to go oh. around different people so okay. uh that's and and again we're using the same technology of using ice packs and gel packs for transport of these specimens so that's something that we are trying to plug in uh and with the middle east we uh, we've been able to you know get that point across so uh, uh we're focusing on a couple of gcc uh, nations for that and moving ahead we want to look at africa for uh, routine vaccines 2020 was one of the worst years for uh, maternal and child health uh, immunization because of covid 19 that's right not other vaccines so to fix that we are looking at a few nations in africa right now that we can pilot our system got that got that fair enough no very very important point you made so just to also tell a bit deeper into this in terms of the routine blood samples uh, you know moving around which is also like a huge uh, you know volumes which happen now uh, so their supply chain uh, and also especially the uh, the sample handling uh, is that also matter of big concern ah uh, okay so uh, if you are at home if somebody comes to collect a blood sample let's say for sugar or uh, for uh, your thyroid levels and things right so when sure. any specimen is collected if it's not properly maintained then the readings are going to go off so you get something right. uh, you get another test done at a different laboratory you'll get a different result so how critical it is is something that is on i mean it, it's got too many factors at play There's, there's an economic issue here uh, of uh, how much is spending on the testing what the ramifications on the national healthcare is when you get so much of uh, you know uh, improper results right and then there is a personal level thing and the same thing applies to vaccines as well while there is a huge burden economic burden of wasted vaccines the risk of getting a vaccine that has lost the potency is even worse right so mm. uh, that's an intangible and uh, that's 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 something that we are also uh, kind of working on i mean how do we paint the picture where that point actually comes or, comes across where i've got two shots of the vaccine i'm still not protected against the disease so what does this mean for me personally right okay so just for the viewers understanding uh, vaccines covid vaccine need to be maintained at 2 to 8 degree what about the other vaccines and what about blood samples if you can just give a, a proper understanding uh, you know to our viewers yeah certainly uh, so 9 out of 15 vaccines routinely that we administer require 2 to 8 degrees some vaccines are not free sensitive uh, uh, i think polio or bcg one of them is not free sensitive which means you can actually place it at deep freezer but almost every vaccine needs to be maintained at 2 to 8 degrees and it cannot go beyond 8 degrees so some are free sensitive and some are not so 2 to 8 degrees is usually typically the standard uh, 
standard range temperature range for most biologicals and that includes uh, blood culture serum sputum other biologicals if if it's going for diagnostic purpose as well got that got that. so uh, and uh, blood samples typically which yeah, gets collected blood, at home yeah blood is also blood or plasma is also carried at 228 degrees okay so that's like a golden rule typically 2 to 8 degree and they should not be uh, going below zero they should not be freezing right yes exactly yeah freezing is a huge problem i mean there are some other biologicals like insulin for example is carried at 15 degrees but as a general rule most every biological is carried at 2 to 8 degrees okay again for a viewers understanding when samples are collected at home and they go to the lab so what is the mechanism they follow to maintain this temperature uh, so yeah so it's it's again passively cooled system i mean again to give a personal example here i was telling you earlier how i was covid positive last week and i got a right how i got my home testing done and the guy who came to pick up my sample so typically usually you have at least like an ice pack or a or a gel pack uh, which is conditioned to right. carry the which is terrible in itself this man actually took my sample and put it in a polythene bag and took it back to the hospital so oh, I, okay. i i mean I, i i wasn't even bothered to get the result after that point because i'm like okay the hospital is about 30 to 35 minutes away from my home so if okay. it's going to i know it's going to come negative there is no point in getting this test done so it, uh, okay but what was the result out of curiosity no. no this was negative but i think I, i i don't know why this was negative if it was because of thermal degradation or you know okay uh, this was about like 5 6 days later yeah. so okay <laughs> i don't okay. to make a short at that 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 okay okay so saying there's a huge issue um, you know otherwise um, not just with vaccines but even the whole uh, diagnostic industry where uh, you know you need to maintain this temperature and uh, but the current solutions in terms of ice packs like what we also get with ice creams and other food that we consume and that is not good enough because it's not able to regulate and your ambient temperature uh, plays a big role that correct right exactly so uh, if it's food and beverages uh, you can use passively cooled systems because if it's an ice cream uh, as long as it's hard it's okay it's okay if it's minus 2 or minus 10 right, uh, right. for vaccines and other biologicals biological i mean uh, the reason is quite simple biologicals are exactly like you and i right like we like if the temperature if we have for in an air conditioned room between 80 right. to 20 degrees i mean you're okay That's if right. it's 30 35 but what happens if it's 70 80 degrees celsius then you're oh. not just uncomfortable it's a risk to your life right so that right. for a particular biological is quite clear and we go beyond it there is no point in administering that vaccine got that fair enough fair enough i think it's very very insightful and interesting my you to understand this uh, moving forward uh, you know tell us a bit about your co-founders and you know how you guys really complement each other and what's the vision for the company going forward sure uh, we are three co-founders uh, my colleagues donson and ashlesh are uh, focusing on the operations and uh, the technology r&d respectively so uh, and and all three of us are actually uh, school friends we grew up together in the same city we went to school together and college as well and we've been here for a very long time now uh, 
and our focus like i said earlier uh, has been to shift towards manufacturing because we started off as an r&d firm we started off as a design and consultancy firm to work on prototyping and uh, fabrication for uh, for for academia for like say researchers and uh, uh, phd scholars who wanted small instruments built for their research uh slowly we realized that there is a cap on this uh we can't grow as a consultancy firm that is focused on product development in india uh there is not yeah. much in that so we knew that we had to shift to a product company and that's when we took up this uh immunization supply chain as the challenge that we realized we can fix this uh we can you know build an enterprise around this problem so uh presently we are, we have a iso 13485 certified manufacturing facility where we are uh capable of doing up to 1500 units per month uh we okay. just started this facility couple of months ago uh we are yet to formally inaugurate this facility now uh mm-hmm. and our focus moving ahead is we we were looking at uh, so we've got an inbuilt iot system on board our product uh, so it's able to transmit live vital statistics like uh, temperature location where the asset is going how often it's being used so i mean with covid 19 vaccines also there's a lot of other problems in the supply chain right there's a lot of uh, counterfeit vaccines passing through there's a lot of black market mm-hmm. activities with the vaccines mm-hmm. so these things mm-hmm. can be curbed with the data that we are able to bring uh, the okay. headquarter the state health authorities at assam and manipur especially are very thrilled to use our dashboard uh, so they're able to figure out what the immunization coverage is uh, where the vaccines okay. are going who's being left out what the hotspots of covid-19 outbreak are are we addressing the right people in the right target population so this is something we want to fine tune and build on top of uh, moving ahead i mean this saas solution is something that we are kind of fine tuning i mean i i would say that's black frogs uh, priority moving ahead now because cold chain is just one half of the vaccine delivery problem the other problem is with inventory management so uh, fair enough and so you would look at a holistic end to end solution uh, beat counterfeit and uh, you know digital uh, data generated out of uh, the immunization program and things like those right so it becomes a full solution for the governments and the right. public health authorities that's right yes perfect so do you also see private customers for such uh, technologies and uh, the work you're doing um, so immunization is fairly centralized right so considering government Uh, uh you know lead on all immunization related activities but for uh, diagnostics and biologicals we are looking at private hospitals and diagnostic centers right now that's not been our focus thus far for considering the covid 19 vaccine delivery but yes absolutely that's the uh, that's the way forward for our hardware system perfect and globally also you feel that this is a big uh, problem especially in developing countries like africa or latin america right yeah so mostly with tropical weather yes uh, transport of biologicals is always been a challenge uh, and i mean we don't want to look at just the last mile so as a company our r&d is looking at kind of increasing the capacity as well uh, from just the last mile to larger capacity vaccine transport in strictly temperature control systems and looking at sub zero temperatures as well for other biologicals and other applications right? so uh, yeah this is kind of the roadmap for us moving ahead perfect uh, mayur a uh, couple of uh, last questions for you before we close this uh, why the name black frog we uh, get uh, this quite often so black frog is actually a micro island frog called melanobatricus indicus this is okay 
in the mid to other region i mean our part of the western ghats in here uh, okay the was actually on the verge of extinction and it's kind of it's kind of known for its survival and they tribute to that we named the company black star okay very interesting and last question now uh, covid 19 now going into 22 how do you see 22 and beyond with regards to the pandemic now epidemic and moving forward does this just become a flu and stay with us so yeah i mean that's the uh, hope right that it becomes exactly like the common cold where uh, annually you get your shots and you're fine i mean the third wave has been so much better than the second wave especially for india so that's great so, because uh, i mean uh, that's that's one of the beautiful things about india right we our vaccine hesitancy problem isn't as bad as the rest of the world so our immunization right. campaign has been very strong and uh, people have received the vaccines and that's that's one of the main reasons that third wave hasn't been so bad so i think it 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 looks good uh, i think i mean uh, we, we would definitely need uh, annual or uh, two shots every year moving ahead for a couple of years but uh it it looks well it looks like by the end of 2024 at least things should uh, stabilize but i mean uh, again it's not just up to india right this is going to work only if everybody globally through yeah, that yeah yeah so it's been it's a global thing absolutely so it has to be global cooperation and we have to we are in it together i think covid has definitely proven that right uh, and that's been a, a policy failure at a global level that countries thought that they could get away with by just vaccinating the population and i think yeah, that's the big lesson yeah. for all of us pleasure pleasure speaking to you mayur has been uh, really nice getting all the insights from you and understanding what you do uh, thanks once again for joining us on this episode of benson talk bye bye thank you thank you so much mayur thank you for having me yeah all right